0: This is episode 33 of The Focused Mindset. Today, we're going to talk about how to help your family have the right attitude towards giving and receiving. But first, if you're new here, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the family-oriented content that we have here. And also, I have a wonderful free download just for you guys this week, just in time for the end of the year. It's by The Big Life Journal and sponsored by myself as well. And if you hop onto my website, thefocusedmindset.com, right on the homepage, you'll see a button that says 45 free family holiday ideas and crafts. And you're going to find all kinds of unique holiday ideas and gift ideas and uh, crafts and new traditions, especially designed for this unique year of 2020 so hop on over there get your free download and today we're going to discuss some things that are really going to help you guys move into the next year with confidence and also have a wonderful holiday season you've been upgraded to parenting 2.0 new expectations requires a new mindset The Focused Mindset. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. Raising kids is an amazing journey, and things don't always turn out as planned. Still, you get to share your life with an adult in training. This podcast will help you meet every new challenge with confidence and be the best version of yourself in your home And with the people you love. Giving and receiving. It's that time of year, isn't it, guys? The trees are up. The gifts are under the tree. Santa Claus is coming to town. And it's that time where we're out there wondering, what are we going to give other people? And the kids are making the list. I wonder what they're going to get. and It's part of the conversation. Even though we know it's not ultimately the reason for the season, it's a big part of it, especially in a child's mind and actually in a parent's mind too, because it takes a lot of planning to figure out what are we going to buy? How are we going to spread the gifts out and uh, make sure we can afford everything? And we don't want to go too nuts, but then again, we want it to be special and, and it ends up being a pretty big part of the season, doesn't it? And today we're going to talk about giving and receiving. It doesn't all have to be about material things. It's more about the heart and the feeling that both giving and receiving give to us. And it's not something that we always stop and think about. It's just kind of sometimes we're just in the moment getting the gifts and, oh, time to unwrap presents. But we do need to stop for just a second and think about the power of giving And how much we're really uh, putting our heart into the gifts that we give and the things that we do. All of these things make such a big difference in our life. And are we receiving gifts in such a way where we help the gift giver feel loved and appreciated and like their hard work of picking out the great gift was validated and worth it. In fact, my entire monthly message that I send out was on the subject of giving and receiving. My December focus focused on that, and many of you guys have already got it. If you're not, you just have to be a part of the Focused Mindset community. You can do that by clicking the link below in the show notes, and you'll automatically get that newsletter sent to you. Or you can hop on over to my website, and there's a link there as well. Recently, I revisited the book, The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein, and it's such an interesting book with lots of depth. It's a simple, simple book. If you guys haven't read it, it just has a few words basically on each page and it builds on each other. And it's about a tree and it kind of gives the tree a, uh, a personality and it's, and this child comes to the tree and climbs and plays, and the tree is happy for giving such a gift of happiness to the child. And then it goes through the child's life, and it still calls uh, every time the child comes back. That says the boy comes back to the tree, and the tree she gives her leaves, and she gives apples when he gets a little older, and then gives his branches to make a house when he's an adult, and then gives the the whole trunk, and then when he's old. He gives the stump for him to sit on. It's just a really deep, but yet simple way to look at the subject of giving and receiving. Now, I could spend a whole podcast on the lessons that can be learned from that little book. And those of us that automatically see the analogy that he's making of a caregiver taking care of a child, especially if you've already raised a child like I have, you begin to understand how they, as they go through stages, they uh, need different things. And a parent just gives and wants so much for their child to be happy And their happiness is just so important. And sometimes it feels like they're giving, giving, giving. And that the child just takes, takes, takes what they need. And doesn't really understand the magnitude of how much their parent is giving. I know for myself, there were so many times that I would go to the store and pick up shoes for my daughter. Not for me. Clothes, yeah, for my daughter. Not for me. Even my sick days, for goodness sake, I would wait and do everything I could not to take a sick day because I was saving him to take off when my children were sick. It's interesting how a parent's heart can just be so full of love and joy and that they want to give, but sometimes they can just lose the joy of giving because they feel depleted. And this book has a very interesting way of ending each of the pages that the tree was happy The tree was happy giving to the little boy at every single stage. And I can say that it makes my heart extremely happy to give to my kids, even when they seem ungrateful. (laughs) It's just, it it really does make my heart happy. But on the second to last page, uh, the tree says happy, but not really. When he feels like he had given everything and had nothing left to give and then come to find out all that the boy needed was a place to sit and the tree was happy. That can be taken a lot of different ways. But one thing is, is that sometimes we don't know the things that we can offer other people. Sometimes we think I have nothing to give. I have really nothing to offer, but you know what? You might have the exact thing that that person needs. And so if you're the type of person that does love giving, And sometimes you wonder if you have anything left to give. Know that uh, just like that tree giving a place to sit, um, you have something to give. Even if you uh, you feel worn out or that you've been through a lot or you're just at the end of your rope, just step back and know that this season is still going to be a season that you are going to be able to give. You're going to be able to give of your kindness, your smiles, your love, your joy, and the gifts that you've picked out. If they come from your heart, that's what matters. And that's going to be received in a wonderful way. There's actually research and studies that shows that giving things to others and being a giving person leads to lower levels of stress and increased happiness. So it's important that we're givers. But do we give enough time to teaching our children to be givers? That's something you can also give to your child is the gift of helping them understand the joy of giving. My husband has to be one of the most joyful givers I've ever met in my life. He loves getting gifts for people. He loves giving them He loves the look on their face, everything about it. He just lights up during this time. And that's probably why uh, he starts buying early and the gifts under our tree seem to multiply Um, the things that he's finding on Amazon or he searches out things. It's just really fun to watch him. And, uh, And I find joy in watching him give gifts. But he also makes sure that our kids have gifts to give, whether they have their allowance saved or not, no matter what it is, he will give them a portion to be able to pick out on their own so they can always have that joy of giving. And this year is unlike other years. Most of us have had our children learning online from home. And so if your child was making a craft at their school, many times that's not happening. So it's a great time to revisit and make sure that your child is having an opportunity to have the joy of giving. Don't make the mistake of just running out, getting the gifts because they can't be with you so much, um, or shopping without them and wrapping without them and doing the whole process and rushing through it. Stop and include them and maybe make a gift just especially from them. What a great idea for them to remember how, uh, how they felt when they gave a special gift, maybe for the very first time. But there's lots of different ways that we can practice giving besides giving gifts. Um, Some of them is to donate and find a a great cause to donate or just giving uh, money even to others rather than a gift for someone that's in need. Uh, You can, Show your kids the importance of giving by picking up trash or cleaning up your environment or maybe planting a tree or even giving a compliment. Uh, You can have a challenge of, you know, giving genuine compliments and looking for compliments in uh, places that they didn't expect. When we go someplace, let's look for the good things. Let's look for the positive qualities in the people around us so we can tell them and give them a compliment. Practicing giving. We can write a letter of thanks, uh, making homemade cards and making things for the family is just an amazing way to give. So it doesn't have to be a monetary giving. Just remembering the importance of giving is something that, uh, that I know I'm going to really focus on this year because shopping is different and, and the things around us are different so I can focus on that joy of giving even more so. And there's also the receiving end of it. I really believe in teaching your child how to receive gifts. Uh, how many times have you been in a situation, I've been in a situation where your child unwraps a gift and then the parent says, say thank you. Then the kid says, thank you. And it's just not a genuine thank you. That's why I've always believed in teaching a child the process of that. And practicing even when you get a gift, um, how can you sound genuine? How can you pause and look at that person and give them a moment? Because they picked out that gift for you. And say thank you with a genuine smile. And don't ever say, I already have this, or this is just like one I already have. Um, These are things that you need to walk through and teach your kids before you're in that situation. That's something that uh, I've seen parents make that mistake. I think we all have. I have one daughter who gets really anxious when everyone's looking at her. She just freezes up and it appears when she's opening gifts like she's rushing through it or she's not grateful because of the fact that she's the real thing I know about is that she's just nervous that everyone's looking at her. She wants it to be over with and she wants to move on. And so it's been a challenge and sometimes successful, sometimes not to help her remember each step. I usually remind her before a gift giving time that she's going to say thank you and how she's going to say thank you. And it helps. It helps. But no matter what the personality is of your child, you know the things they struggle with. You know if they rush through things or they put their foot in their mouth or if they're too quiet or whatever the case may be. And I say plan for this situation. Take some time before to make sure that you uh, did your part to teach them to be somebody that receives gifts well. I remember one Christmas when I was preparing for this, I I had a memory pop in my mind of my Christmas when I was eight years old. Uh, My parents were just uh, getting ready. And honestly, the night before, I wasn't quite asleep when Santa was uh, working, I think, because I could hear some stuff in the living room. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is going to be an amazing holiday. I just cannot wait. I couldn't wait to wake up like you always can't wait. And when I woke up Christmas morning, walked down the hallway with my brothers and sisters, I just saw all over the coffee table and all over everything was just amazing gifts. It looked like a big city and like a track with a, a, it. in my memory, it's like a train or a car track. And I was just like, wow, this is unbelievable. And I looked at all the tags and none of them were for me. They were all for my younger brothers and sisters. And then there was one gift on the side and that one was mine. And I thought, okay, all right, it's, it's kind of small, but that's fine. You know, I'm going to unwrap it. It's probably cool. And I unwrapped it. And I'm looking at it and it was a Mickey Mouse, a walk me Mickey Mouse, like you hold the hands and it will walk. Um, And I just remember thinking, what? Uh, I'm, I'm not really into Mickey Mouse. I'm not really into helping things walk. I'm not really into these type of gifts at all. And it must have shown all over my face because I remember that my mom's face just kind of dropped in. She said, you know, you can play with the other things that they got too. And I spent the rest of the time playing and I just kind of put that gift aside. And uh, I don't remember showing it on my face. I think I remember trying to sound really thankful. And later that night, my mom came over to me and she said, I'm sorry, I think I really missed the mark with that gift. And I said, No, Mom, it's good. No, I like it. It's Mickey Mouse. It's cool. And she said, No, I think I could have done better. And through the years, she's brought that up several times to me as we grown up that remember that one year, I really blew it and got you that walking Mickey Mouse. It's become kind of a little joke. But I do remember that feeling and your child is going to have that feeling from time to time. And uh, I think my mom did a really good job of training me of how to say thank you because I knew that I needed to be quiet and say thank thank you and I didn't throw a fit or anything like that. But my mom knows me and she knew the look on my face. <laughs> You know, your child might have that experience where they don't really get exactly what they thought they were going to gift, or it wasn't exactly the way that they thought they were going to get it. And those are the times that your training can pay off. Because when done just right and you practice it, your child will still remember to give a gracious thank you and understand why that's important. Why is it important? because of the process of giving is a very special thing. And so you honor that person that's giving to you. We should never assume that that's automatically going to run smoothly. Uh, practice for it. And practice for it now, because we have a good week before our big holiday, and, and revisit it before each and every time where someone um, might be giving your child a gift. So how can we exactly practice receiving Um, besides just going through the steps, which I think is very important. I actually think it's important to have a pretend gift and say, okay, here, I'm giving you a gift. How do you, uh, what are you going to say? How are you going to say it? Good job. Great. How about this? And kind of problem solve. I think that whole process is super duper important. But another thing is learning how to receive compliments, Practicing receiving compliments is really important. You don't want your child to fall into just going, oh, no, 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 that's not true. If somebody says, oh, I really love your dress and they downplay it or, oh, I didn't even like this dress. If they do that, then they're basically uh, saying that that person that gave them that compliment is wrong. And in the same way, you don't want them to ignore a compliment, a genuine compliment that comes their way. You want them to be able to say thank you for that as well. That's something you can plan for and talk about. Also, your child can recognize when they're receiving the, un, uh, the gifts that aren't something they unwrap. Recognize when they're getting help. And say thank you and be very grateful for that and receive that gift with kindness and happiness. If someone says, can I help you? Um, You can help your child not be the kind of person that feels like they can do it all and they don't want help. Rather, you can say, you know what, that's their gift to you. They're offering help. Go ahead and say thank you. And it's okay to take that help. So there's another opportunity for them to understand that they can receive good gifts from other people and they can receive it graciously. Once we learn receiving, giving will have a whole new meaning. Receiving becomes giving and giving becomes receiving. So make sure you spend time teaching these things on purpose. No, they don't come natural for most kids. And then revisit yourself and say, wow, am I being a great example when I give in this season, whether it's of my time or my energy, am I having a helpful heart, a real great attitude, or am I falling into being a martyr like, oh, I have to do this and oh, I'm so busy and there's just too much to do. Rather than that, let us be an example of the type of giving heart That is full of joy, full of love. My daughter is a great example of that right now because she's making what's called hot chocolate bombs. I don't know if any of you guys have seen these. I hear they're extremely popular on TikTok is how they first started becoming popular. They've been around for a long time, but it's basically a ball of chocolate filled with hot chocolate and uh, it, it's like a hard shell, and it's hollow. And on the inside, there's hot chocolate, marshmallows, maybe some sprinkles. And when you put this thing in the hot milk or water, it just kind of like melts. It slowly melts. And then, boom, it kind of like, not explodes like hugely, but just Oof, and all of the, the hot chocolate comes out, and it's a really cool experience. My daughter would call it satisfying to watch that. And uh, so, my oldest daughter decided to start making these for gifts. And at first, it was just meant to be a bonding experience with her and her younger sister. And all of a sudden, she gets a random DM saying, How do you think I could get these? Um, do you sell them? And my daughter thought, Well, Cherish thought, Yeah, well. Maybe I should be selling them. And she quickly got on her computer and made a flyer and sent it this person's way. And what in the world came back to her, but an order for 25 of these hot chocolate bombs. 25. She's thinking, it's just me that's making them. I have to melt it and put it together. And I don't think I can make 25. But, you know, she she answered back and they had some communication. And the lady said, you know, make as many as you can. And she took on that and I just saw the joy of giving in her and also her entrepreneurial spirit. Yes. And she just got to work and my entire kitchen became a chocolate machine making all this stuff. What she comes out of it is this amazing, beautifully decorated ball of chocolate that she just decorates amazing on the top because she, uh, she was trained in cake decorating when she worked at Baskin Robbins. So, hey. That comes in handy when you decide to do something like this. Well, lo and behold, now she has more orders than she probably knows what to do with, but she loves doing it. And she's also thinking about what she could do special. What, what little touch of love can she give, especially for the people that she, she cares about? Um, she ended up bringing some to my sister Dawn. She found some special heart marshmallows that she put in there. And it's just, it's really neat to watch your kids go through this process. But it's been especially fun to watch her do these, uh, these hot chocolate bombs. If you guys haven't seen them, look them up. I would definitely try and find how you can get them in your area. It's a really great holiday thing or basically any time to do. And uh, it's been a joy to watch my daughter do that. She even turned to me one time and said, well, I'm selling these and that's great, but I was really looking forward to giving them away. (laughs) And so, so that's happening in our household and all kinds of great new things are going to be happening in your household this year as well. And I just want you to stop, write it down and remember the things that are happening this season because each and every year is unique. And this one is probably in some ways the most unique because of the things we've been through in this last year in 2020. And so I do have a solution focused inspired exercise for you today. And it's twofold. One is sit down with your child and talk about how you're going to receive gifts. Talk about what's going to happen, the steps and practice. And then I want you to have a practice of giving back to yourself. And the way you're going to do that is to give back in the form of remembering the wonderful memories this season. There's going to be all kinds of things that happen, little and big, little uh, ways that your kids look at things or funny things that happen. And I want you to journal these things. This is going to be an ongoing solution-focused inspired activity Because I want you to notice, really fine tune your skill of noticing during this season and watch your family, watch where they're at, watch how far they've come. Look for the good in them and then write down those moments, write down the stories and all of the wonderful things that you notice. So you have them as a gift to yourself. As a way to give back for all of the giving that you've been doing. So you can always remember the things that happened this season. The good is what you're looking for. Is there going to be stress? Yes, there is always stress every season. Is there going to be things that go, don't go just right? Yes. Are people always going to behave the way we want them to behave? Of course not. But again, like I've said, this, this is your holiday. So you choose your attitude. And what do you value? If you value having a happy holiday, then act in such a way where you are being a part of that happiness as much as possible. If you want to have a joyful time, then be the one that's spreading joy. And if you want to remember the happiness, then look for the happiness and write it down because it's there. Even in the most stressful moments, sometimes someone could crack a joke and you're just You start to just kind of giggle. Remember that moment. Later on, you're going to treasure it. My grandmother gave me an amazing gift this year, uh, an autobiography of her life. She spent the last couple of years, she's in her 90s, and she spent the last couple of years writing about every single uh, memory that she had from very, very early when she was a child all the way until recent times. That is just an absolutely amazing feat, isn't it? It really is. I mean, when I looked at this book, I just thought, wow, what a treasure. And it reminded me of the power of writing things down and remembering. Because now she made a copy for all of her kids and all of her grandkids. And we have it. And we're going to have it for many more years after she, uh, she's she gone. I'm sure I'll get into all the different ways that the things in that book touched my life. But for today, I just want uh, you guys to think about the impact that you are going to have in this world, and what you want to remember. And again, the practice of journaling. That's what I would love for you guys to do to be the type of solution focused families that notice the good and then write them down. And so I want to remind you guys that a lot of what I talked about is also in my monthly message and you can get that by clicking the link below Um, my monthly December focus and it's going to come directly into your inbox and you'll be able to read all about it. And you're also going to get access to that amazing download of 45 family holiday traditions. It's everything from games to simple activities to simple art projects. Uh, Some that have things that you need to gather to use other of them that are absolutely free. Either way, this is designed to help you have uh, every opportunity to have an amazing holiday. And I want you to have this free gift. And don't forget to click on that link for the Big Life Journal. Because the Big Life Journal is the one journal that allows your child to not only write down like I've talked about, but also build resilience through stories and prompts and helping them be the best person they can be going into the next year and beyond. All those things will be in my show notes and also on my website. And I want to take this moment to also thank you. I am so thankful for your giving, your giving of listening to this podcast, your giving of your time when you do that. And I know it's a giving receiving situation because I love giving to you the things that we put on the table, whether it be through a special guest or the things that I'm sharing. But I'm so appreciative of your time. I know you have lots of choices of podcasts and I'm glad that you choose to listen to parenting 2.0, the focused mindset and being a part of our community. And I want to let you know that uh, we have a lot coming up in the future. We have some great guests, but this week I just want you to enjoy your time with your family. It's looking different this year, isn't it? I know for us, we're not traveling at all. And the hustle and bustle has really been brought down quite a few notches. But rather than looking at that as a bummer, let's look at this as an opportunity to grow close and ask questions to our kids and get to know them and help them walk into next year with confidence and strength, with them knowing that you've got their back and you'll always have their back. And so it's come to the end of our podcast, and I actually want to wrap a few gifts before I go to bed, so I'm going to get going. So until next time, keep in touch and take care.